Last night was a board of directors meeting. Recorded over 20 minutes trying to explain how I'm going to stay in the moment with them. First time after my session with the board ended, but only because they refused to give me the paperwork in writing under my door, which they usually do because they know I don't check the email. They know I have a hard time with technology. They're the first people that learned about my diagnosis because they had to know because of the safety issues that the residents also shared with me and why I validated what they said and made the decision to go for the board to make positive changes. So the best part is, is when triggers go up, you go into a place where it's the hardest and the hardest is politics because of this bozo. Coercion is a part of rape culture. For a long time, getting out of my house was more motivated to say hello to the dog. And I explained this to someone who had a dog who was interested in advocacy and said, you can meet my dog if I get your phone number. And I started popping, boom, 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 boom. Like you're using your dog as a way knowing that for many years, I was not interested in speaking to people. Let me revise that. It wasn't fear of speaking to people. It was fear of any sort of social interaction. And I would get the same response, which was, oh my God, you're amazing. You're awesome. Let's hang out. Let's do something. I love what you're doing. I want to know more. And then realizing it's not real. That's what this person taught me because we spent 40 minutes and duh, walking around the park because that's my safe space. And he saw me almost fall. He saw me get dizzy at a sidewalk. He saw me have issues walking amongst people. So now he's witnessing my physical issues and still tries to get my number if I meet his dog, his dog, Ollie. I'm going to say the animal's names because I'm not losing mine. Thank you. Part of this was also because I couldn't look up so I could just see the dogs easier. And that was how I started to rebuild safety. So yes, everything in the universe can remind you of trauma, can remind you of trauma. So does that mean you just turn off your television, not engage in politics, not go out, not interact, not try new things? When trying new things and doing familiar activities in new locations or familiar activities in unfamiliar locations is what absolutely ends trauma and what prompted me to join the board. All right, that's two minutes and 20 seconds. And I learned that every internet app has a different parameter for time. So it's really hard to memorize that when you have a traumatic brain injury. So you just keep practicing. Also, I'm going to flash the next company, Near North Unity Project or program, which I've been a part of since I moved into the neighborhood, but was never able to actively participate in. So one aspect of assault and not teaching as my students' rights were continuously violated and why I found myself in federal court now exposed to another area of society that absolutely takes advantage of the most at-risk and vulnerable cop population. Which I'm going to now add to homeless, adults and children living with disability, depending on the range of disability, of course. Specifically cognitive, functional, independent learning. That's not a thing independent functioning and and those dealing with mental health issues. So I'm kind of switching it up a bit. I used to say the most at-risk vulnerable populations are kids with special needs in the primary levels because they're ignorant. Their parents are not always their best advocates and they don't know how to read sometimes. And obviously homeless because they're spending most of their time focused on basic needs as their mental health deteriorates, which is why I can absolutely say without, without attention paid to a student self-harming, you will watch the psychiatric decline of them after nine months when this student removed his his pants into my classroom and I yelled out his name and he stopped and I thought wow well things have really fallen apart here and that's why denial of their rights is absolutely unacceptable it creates lifelong struggles and 
possibly mental health that they cannot recover from and possibly mental health disintegration 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 that they they absolutely cannot that they absolutely cannot recover from so we'll see maybe they did recover from it and i hope so and that's why the argument is can one good healthcare team do that and that's why i'm wondering can one good healthcare team a pt administrator and a medical doctor whose history was also in law be the combination that ends all the trauma from multiple people who tried to stigmatize, point the fingers at others, and not take responsibility for their actions. Thank you. You can't actually see this unless you watch it on YouTube, but I'm showing the date I created the next document that's 20 minutes-ish long, was also created on February 6th during the time of the board meeting, okay? So adrenaline was cal how I got to speak this time. Fear and memories, flashbacks from the board of directors, B-O-D or B-O-D. Comfort in my body. They didn't have the word B-O-D for a very long time. And the building group. The one thing that ends trauma is getting it out. And then once you get it out, you're able to actually talk without fear. So what you're going to hear next is fear. This is why it's so difficult for people to explain and why we encourage people to keep talking, keep talking, keep describing the triggers. At least that's what I learned in CBT, DBT, brought to you by Northwestern Memorial Hospital. I'm going to now explain how once you get it out, you go again. You do a second go. So this is my second go. One, I am recording this during the board of directors meeting for February, February 6th. I just got my numbers back, so it's a little less stressful. It's way less stressful. And being exposed to their numbers. It's supposed to be helping my traumatic brain injury, but because there's no verification of what they said to some things, and it took forever for them to do the things that would allow me to be able to do a good job as a board of director based on a disability, which they knew about in July, July 2020 when I joined because I had to share it with them because they weren't quite getting that the safety factor, which was packages being stolen residents are complaining about lots of stuff like why are they got not getting responses from the property manager and that's why i was pushing those because those questions were on replay why are questions on replay well because of somebody using that to explain why they behave a certain way when you know a person's weakness or their triggers and you purposely re-trigger it that's pretty scary that means that they're using information that they know about you to achieve something in this case it was to quote avoid questions now i hear myself not just answering questions that were brought to me by residents before I joined the board, residents while I was on the board, but also answering or asking questions that... that See, sometimes it's just too difficult to put all of this together and why it's okay to kind of give up on occasion. What I'm trying to say is with traumatic brain injury, it's really difficult to speak in coherent sentences sometimes so you do rely on others to create a dialogue not just a monologue and why i'm utilizing the ptsd sensory memories of the conversations we had and also wondering why aren't they just giving me the information i asked for and if i ask a question wouldn't you expect an answer you know right away on average it took two to three months (laughs) emailing asking two to three times a week and that's just unacceptable that's the type of stuff that creates trauma and it's not a good strategy if that survivor victim if that individual ever gets to speak and explain well this is what they did then would you risk it my new theory is if i can show that survivor victims voices are powerful individually or together that change how trauma is then purposely thrust upon a person would you as someone who is an oppressor abuser somebody who choosing
using a strategy that seems like effective in the moment, but in the long run, no, no, is not. Would that actually force people to consider the consequences of their behavior, which as a school teacher is all I care about? And do you hear the shift in my voice? This is the adrenaline rising up. I know it because I am about to relive the trauma that happened with the school only because it took the board of directors and the building group simultaneously working together to actually teach me they're in cahoots. This is not typical language that I use. Uh, cahoots, nepotism, tit for tat. But uh, okay, let's address it because you know yourself best. And that's why when you come home from a day, only you know what you do and think, right? You don't need a manager or principal or anyone to police you and give you a gold star or a high five or a good job. You have to do that for yourself unless your motivation, your ability to change your narrative exists within you. And that is the origin of fear. This is as succinctly and concisely that I can say it. So I did it under five minutes, whereas the rest of this you'll hear took a lot to get there. So that's called a second go. Keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Hi again. So I think I miscounted how many goes I've had, but please remember this is the first time I'm actually able to hear my voice edit because I can hold the thought. And if I want to find a photo or add something, I can do that because I can remember the thought that I'm having, which is really strange when you don't remember your own thinking. When it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Walking from one room to another, having a thought like, oh, I need to go find a pencil. Gone. It's very interesting. Does anyone else experience this? This is a visual. So if you're listening to the podcast part, you'll have to find the visual for it to make sense. But that's the point. PTSD entered in shards and will exit the same way because I'm trying to state that this is the endocrine system. It's the same for the best and the worst. The metal hero and Homer the real. The two clues put together to identify someone who never needs to be identified by name. He taught me some things about Doc Love. Doc Love. Doc this is a real love. person. And I gave them a heads up. Hey, it's popping up again. Because when I left the neurology office of Yvonne Curran my Instagram started going boom boom and I thought oh my god I'm being followed because their person's Instagram popped up and the way I knew it was definitely him is because of heavy metal guitars or just guitars and another thing we call it TNA the T of TNA why is this important well tit for tat and the warning this person is just gonna say whatever they want to say and because it's so confusing this is so confusing I know it's the time to write I want to be clear I've got to start writing and to motivate myself is the desire to be understood. Isn't that uh, an organization out there, understood.org, that talks about the importance of literacy for children and possibly adults? Thank you. I'll have to investigate it to know for sure. Because one day it is possible to make this more clear, more effective, more capable of communication because that's what survivor victims, patients need. Understanding that, hey, it's not clear because I'm fearful. So I just put the fear away. How? By talking. And if this actually does work, then let's keep talking about this. People are telling me privately what's going on. But unless you are able to stand up for others, sometimes people can't take the burden of what you're laying on them too much. I know I broke a while ago. That was when the board of directors yelled at me to the degree where this individual took this giant intake of breath. So his anger was not authentic. They were purposely doing it to scare me. And I actually said, oh, did anyone just hear that? Please make them stop yelling. This is absolutely ridiculous. And if my voice just went up, it's to go over their voices. This is even one third of the volume. So those people in that meeting 
Can you stand up for others? And because they did not over and over, this is bystander abuse. This is bystander abuse. It's the same feeling like when I was stabbed in front of multiple adults who did nothing, including a security guard. And because that's the same feeling as the physical pain of being stabbed in front of people who did nothing. Can we start to emphasize the abuse of mental abuse is far worse because it is invisible scars. We talk about this all the time about stigma, the invisible scars of people suffering mentally. So here it is out there, two-dimensional made 3D. So there's no confusion. I made it, I made it sensory. So you can hear it, you can see it, and maybe if you're human, you can feel it. Or you're thinking, oh my, my strategies have to get tighter to push now. harder against this person. Does anyone know the fable about the sun and the wind trying to remove the coat of the person trying to go from one place to another? So they're walking across a field and the wind says, I'm going to blow and blow and blow and blow the person's coat off. That's how I'm going to get them to remove their coat. Forceful, but that person grabs their jacket and holds it closer around them and they're stronger than the wind. But the sun says, I'm just going to use the gentle rays of my warmth to remove that coat. And that happens. So my theory is love way outweighs the ripple effects of trauma. It makes you feel better. I can prove it with YouTube. If you watch something where humans are doing nice things to others and we watch all these cat videos and animal videos, doesn't that give you a good sensation more than the sensation of all the violent stuff that's out there? Well, I did not say that very clearly. I think you get what I'm trying to say. Okay, now I'm done. So this is the final result of everything I'm going to show next because that's what's necessary. And I did it in one go because I do not want to die. I am not losing the infinitive to live, which I am repeating over and over again, and why I'm recording this at the time of the board of directors meeting, because my attendance was perfect until the very end when I said, hey guys, this is PTSD. Giving them a heads up. This is exactly what you need to do to get me to remove myself from the meeting, because then it removes the questions. Boom. Thank you. All right, now I can make this stupid video. Well, now I can make this video because my body's at rest, meaning there's no more fear and I will share it. Maybe I won't share it with the board of directors on the Parkside of Old Town Facebook meta page, but I will share it to my Twitter pages and on Tumblr because like I said, they're no longer interested in hearing the story to make corrections. They're only interested in traumatizing. So my theory is there's a lot better people in the world than the small snapshot of people I got to uh, fortunately be exposed to, but that has a purpose too. There's a reason why we're here. There's a reason why we have our individual experiences. There's a reason we have free will. There's a reason, there's a reason for our existence and why we have such a short time on this planet anyway. Why wouldn't you use the time we have to try to make it better for others? If you're just trying to, you know, grab as much stuff as you can and create this optic illusion of who you are versus what you are uh, done visually or because of your things, then you're kind of pursuing the wrong stuff and that's called temptation, all right? Don't be tempted. When I moved to this city, there's all these temptations around, and I was like, wow, this is... And that's why I'm really grateful for my faith, all right? Can we go back to that? So the way they mocked me and my disability, I... I that they were the first ones to hear, is similar to being made fun of, admitting like, hey, I actually am religious because I am, and yet I did not push it with Neptune's previous family, and there's my cat again. It always goes back to Neptune. So without Neptune, I don't think I would have survived. Why? Because he's defenseless and someone threatened him. And when you have something in your life that you love and care about and it's being threatened, you will do everything 
everything to make sure it is protected. Cats and animals are property. I'd like to change that so that we recognize that they are not property. They have endocrine systems. They have feelings. They have attachment. They have love. Fear. And so how do I do that when the la la when we have been doing this forever? So now I'm going to put my brain into something different, which is changing policy for animals, which is a little less scary than changing policies for survivor victims, patients. And my cats will be the template for that. And the motivation to do this is to get rid of a lot of the media associated with those moments I screenshot or snapshot when my nerves were up and I decided to take a photo or take a screenshot. So when my nerves go up, my hands, I don't know, do something. And I decided long ago never to self-harm. So I'm going to go and tackle the worst. And the worst is internet, is photo, is video. Because of um, individuals using that as threat. So when people do add that, that's an extra layer of trauma unnecessarily added for the reason of terrifying something. And since fear is the thing that we're trying to tackle here and understand the origin of fear is the obvious problem that inhibits people and why if that's your weakness, hey, I'm a victim of violence and the fearful thing is not knowing who's in the building who has access to it. If they're not willing to recognize and acknowledge it, then that's a problem. So the compare and contrast is the first administration in the school to the second administration that came over in 2012 and the first group of staff members that were the people that were there when I first bought my condo here and the new group of staff people beginning with Nate Smiley did you hear that? That prolonged sustained moment meant I'm having nerve pain. It's a way to validate the body through pain because I'm sick of describing it. The more you talk about it, the more chronic pain one has. It's like saying, hey, don't think of pink elephants. And isn't the first thing you do is think of pink elephants? We're dealing with a lot of subconscious stuff here as well as sensory processing that we're not aware of. And yet someone with chronic pain and traumatic brain injury working together with PTSD, you're not only aware of it, if you can describe the triggers and also isolate them between sensory, there's a good possibility that you are able to remove them because I'm not sure why or how exactly I'm doing it but validation is something that just works so hopefully I can bring this up to the specialist who can explain it because every time I've explained something to someone who really knows their business which is psychology and helping others then it removes it it actually kind of helps to break it up and feel like not just not not just that you're not alone but that this is something that has existed and if you are dealing with it then there must be other people dealing with the two and that's the motivation to speak. So the first thing you're going to see here is when I created these voice memos around the time of the board meeting because it's live and I'm not losing the infinitive to live. All right, this is Smarty MC with Smarter Than Trauma trying to explain a methodology using real life meaningful experiences because as a trained professional teacher, that's all I know. I know my students can get the information faster for them to apply it into their lives if it's real, if it's something that they're dealing with every day. So I would tell them, hey, you're having problems identifying letters. You're having problems identifying words and their meaning. Can you do me a favor and you know, look around wherever you go, walking down the street, in a CVS, at the market, wherever you are. Focus in on little words here and there and start realizing you're surrounded by all these learning opportunities. These teachable moments aren't a teacher thing. They are literally literally what we need in our lives to figure out why is this person doing this and how can I make it stop if it's traumatic. All right, now I'm going to play something that I created. I don't know how it's going to be received, but I do know that I'm going to keep it in its authentic state because with traumatic brain injury with speech apraxia acquired, I acquired it after trauma, but also exposure to some of the worst behaviors I've ever seen that keep you in fear, that constant elevation of fear. I'm going to repeat it over and over because repetition does dampen it. That constant feeling of fear 
linear is what makes it very hard to keep a linear, a linear step by step, step by step way, way to, to, um, yeah, there's some background noise and that's when my sensory gets a little overloaded. So again, when you're in survivor mode, you're hearing everything. And that's why all of these memories on replay related to the board of directors, BOD and the building group, the building B, excuse me, the TBG is, is, okay, now it's getting really noisy. It's absolutely my right to ask questions and get verifiable proof of what you're telling me because I don't believe you. That's why when Nate Smiley said 17 properties in writing and then answered me three, three in the meeting, I was scared to ask that question, but I needed to know. And I told the board of directors, hey, he's lying. Just like I told that person after session one, he's a liar. Here's the information you know to move forward. And this is the response. That will be in lessons, sessions, and confession. And that's it. I'm just dropping the seed so that I can remember remember what I'm doing next because not only is sharing this story terrifying but um it's reminiscent of the system and how it's truly designed for those in power and people in power like to stay in power because they can make the rules and if they know somebody who's saying hey enough's enough I need to really understand this and you're kind of purposely um creating more trauma for me the intention is to stop questioning and in the uh, next thing you're going to hear if you can catch that if you're listening closely you'll understand the moment that I realized the shock of PTSD. Oh, that's what this is about. And all of a sudden in hindsight, 2020, everything goes click, 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 click. Oh, that makes sense now. And when you realize the truth of it all, there is true horror. I'm not exaggerating. That's shock. And Rola, please remember, before PTSD was called post-traumatic stress disorder, a little too wordy, it was called shell shock, battle fatigue, and shock and awe. Here's a correction. Shock and awe is not what they used to call PTSD, but it is a military strategy based on the use of overwhelming power and spectacular, spectacular displays of force. So... My mistake. But now, using Google, I can double-check it. So I had a feeling, wait, I don't think that's right. Let's check it. When you can Google things, this is a lot easier. And this is why the first group I'd like to elevate are veterans, because when I had the diagnosis of PTSD in 2015 after being stabbed in front of three adults, including a security guard who absolutely did nothing, and whose name will later be on a list to testify against by students when they weren't given a classroom in 2014-2015 in the number one rated school in Lincoln Park, Chicago, I went to veterans because in May 2015, the New York Times article, first time ever, they talk about the number of suicides and PTSD, and because it was the headline on the front page that told me that's the best uh that's like uh what do you call it high-end real estate that stuff costs money so if this is on the front page the new york times cares about ptsd may 2015 i'm pretty sure with the internet i can find that again so i started losing my months and numbers because the shock of realizing hey this isn't that hard to end trauma but you got to hold people accountable got to be transparent and obviously you got to stay proactive thank you the building duh thank you to the building group for allowing me to have those words back without trauma thank you all right i deleted about five minutes going back to more trigger so the methodology is still happening i'm still speaking the difference is i can hear myself and now i can hear if i'm repeating myself and hold a thought so i can edit appropriately i just got through the number 17 that's the number of properties this person was managing and in that meeting when i said very flatly how many properties do you manager manage already knowing the answer he looked down and lied he made a choice to lie because he knew the board of directors would protect him and i said are you sure about that and that's why i said to the 
board, you guys have a different standard for lying. I don't accept it. He's lying. Here you go. Let me show you so that we can work on this and move forward because that's why I'm asking for verifiable proof of what you're telling me because there's too many lies and lies are my trigger. I'm in Chicago and the next important number is 23. It's for breath. And it was to remove the sequence of four, five, four, five, April 5th, April 5th, two times, two times. That four moving to a five when you count, like, 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 like getting hit in the face. And like I said, that, that bozo, that buffoon, that predator, that gift that is showing us exactly what never to be. Are we going to take the lesson or are we going to just, you know, coast on through? Teacher here says, take the lesson and the number 23 and why. When I talk about faith and the importance of church, it literally, la, 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 literally saved my life. Physically, emotionally, and the reminder that these people can't judge. It's that simple. We don't have the ability to. The number 23 is really important because I'm in Chicago and that's Jordan, Air Jordan, and the reminder to breathe. So whenever I, well, get out and about and see the number 23, I was a reminder to breathe. I needed an outside cue to go, oh, that great intake of breath because it hurt my chest to express and talk. And also poetry, rhythmically breathing and knowing when to take that intake of breath. So what really helped me was going to church, walking down the aisle to get the Eucharist. And it was an environment where Church people aren't allowed to judge. And walking closer each step, wibbly wobbly step, to the body of Christ helped dampen it. Also, two, three, two, three became a combo, like the one, two punch combo of stab, choke, whatever, whatever. The reason for that is, the reason for that is because of, hold on, let me hold it. The reason for that is you repeat yourself so you don't hold, la, la, lose the thought entirely. Oh, yes, because of four, five, four, five, four, five sequence and that flip when it goes to four, five when you count that trend. Transition. It's like getting hit in the face again. I guess my sensory is just really sensitive after physical assault. But how many years did it take? How many salala? How many assaults at the workplace? I think one should be enough that your boss should come in and say, you're not supposed to get hit. But this administration said special educators and paraprofessionals are meant to get hit. How do I know this? Because my paraprofessionals told me. And if this is the voice of anger and outrage, okay. Because now you're becoming a PTSD trigger and they flipped it. Oh, you're aggressive. And that was the narrative I was warned about. At RIC from patients. Be careful because they can label you in the medical report. And I think that's why the stalkers, I think that's why the predators, I think that's why the behavior of these people who don't want to go to therapy, don't want to seek their psychology because they don't want to know. Yeah. You are textbook. Textbook predator. That's what David Michalowski, David Michalowski did for me. Gave me the diagnosis that I was wondering what's wrong with him. Not my question, but the question of the bullies and the oppressors identified in day one. Literally. You identified your Oppressors? Wow, you're ahead of trauma because everyone has trauma. But you're so much more ahead of it than others. But what do you do with that trauma? That's what I want to know. So I was asked by the medical doctor to bring up any medical concerns, but I think suicide is a medical concern when it's the medical team that created it. This is the primary physician. Excuse me, primary physician. I'm going to try to let her know again that this has to be addressed. We'll try again. And here's the next seat. Today, I'm going to now go to Chase Bank and talk about what happened here because I need to move my business account but this person definitely let me know the strategies used to get a good evaluation because isn't that your money and I want to change it and also we're planting the seed for parents bullying their kids thank you